Greetings, Ragbag Alliance. Now, a bit of an interesting show for you this week. Yeah, um, you know, I've never actually mentioned this before, and indeed I've barely thought about it for many years, but Ragbag... Ragbag is not the first podcast I've been involved with, okay? I presented a pod... I'm not sure if I should tell you this. I really... I, maybe I won't put this out at all. I'll say it and then I'll decide if I'm actually going to use it or not. That's fair enough, isn't it? I presented an independently produced podcast called Hebstreeb, which ran for 37 episodes between 2006 and 2007. And the thing is, I thought I'd destroyed all traces of it. I don't have any of the original recordings myself, and it has been many years since they were available online. I assumed it had been lost in the midst of time. But then Malcolm got in touch. You remember Malcolm, the nursery rhyme guy? Malcolm got in touch to say, Frank, I was clearing out some old files from a laptop, and I found this. He sent me a Dropbox link, and he added, Is this you? Oh dear, I thought. What's he found? If you've read my most recent book, you'll know that I've been involved in some dodgy stuff in my time. What the hell has Malcolm found on his old laptop? Luckily, all he found was episode 17 of Hebstreep. And I thought that, seeing as it's the one and only surviving episode of a long-lost podcast, I thought perhaps I might play it for you now. <laughs> Should I, though? <laughs> I'm really not sure. Should I? Really? Should I? Should I play it? I don't know. I'll play it, listeners. What is the worst that could happen? I will say, though, I was rather a different kind of person in those days. Well, I was a young man. I was 26 when this was recorded. Imagine being 26 years old. That's mad. Here it is, then. One time only. Episode 17 of Hebstreeb with Frank Burton. Welcome to Heapstreep. My name's Frank Burton. Whoop banana. Whoop bong. Welcome to the show. I'll play you a song and then we'll get straight down to business. Same. 
Shout out to Sky, who's got in touch through MySpace. Sky says, what is a podcast? Well, that's what this is, man. Cool, right? Annabelle says, I really like the music you play. I think you're a cool person, too. Thanks, Annabelle. I do have a confession to make, listeners. Sometimes, with these shout-outs, they're not from real people. I make them up myself to, you know, make myself sound popular. I actually do get messages from various people nowadays, but I've made the mistake of pasting the real shout-out requests into the same document as the pretend ones, so I'm not sure which is which. That message from Annabelle saying she thinks I'm a cool person, I think I've probably made that one up to make it look like I've got some kind of following. But if you are a real person, Annabelle, I just want you to know I think you're a cool person too. But you know, let's not make my girlfriend jealous. Ah, I've got a girlfriend, guys. I know I've mentioned her before. I love you guys, but I love Heidi just that little bit more than I love you. Sorry to disappoint you. I wish I could love everyone equally. I think that would be great if I could do that. I think me and Heidi, I won't go on about it, but I think me and Heidi have got that special connection, whatever you want to call it. Nice, isn't it? Shout out to Broom Handle. Will banana, Broom Handle. Will banana. Broom Handle says, I used to be an obsessive cleaner and I would often wash my hands up to 50 times a day. Then I learned that living in too much of a sterile environment can make you more prone to infections. The lack of exposure to germs essentially weakening your immune system. I still had the irrational compulsion to wash my hands, but I came up with a compromise. I now wash my right hand 50 times a day, and I haven't washed my left hand for three years. Yeah, very good solution, I suppose, broom handle. Very good. Again, I can't remember if it's one of the ones that I wrote myself, or if broom handle is indeed a real person. In a way, I hope I didn't make this up because I don't want to be accused of making light of someone else's mental health issues. That being said, if Broomhandle is a fictional character, I suppose I'm free to just make fun of him all I want. But then there's the actual people who do have obsessive compulsive disorder, and I don't want to make light of what they're going through, but also maybe Broomhandle's onto something here, guys. You want to wean yourself off cigarettes? Cut down from 20 a day to 10 a day. There's your start. Want to wean yourself off your compulsive gambling habit? Why not try just compulsively gambling every other day? Wean yourself off from washing your hands by just washing one hand. He's onto something, eh? Am I right? Or is he right? Or is no one right? Or is broom handle? Yeah, I don't think broom handle specified a gender. I don't want to speculate on these matters. I'm already on shaky ground with all this mental health stuff. Also, somebody else accused me of racism, so that's a whole other can of worms. Or maybe it was me as well. Maybe I was the one. Another one of my fake shout-outs. Maybe it was. If it was me, I have to say, I didn't put across a very convincing argument. Let's just do the shout-out as though I know it's a real person. Edwin has been in touch to say, Hey, Frank, I'm loving the show, and I think you're a cool person. However... I don't feel entirely comfortable with this woofanana thing you keep on saying. I realise it's probably just a made-up word, but it sounds like you're doing some kind of parody of one of the African languages, or possibly Japanese. Thanks, Edwin. Great point. For the record, I think you're a cool person too. I think you've got the wrong end of a stick, though, man. I just like making up words. I like the sound they make. This podcast is called Heapstreep. 
That in itself is a made up word. It's actually two words just because I decided that it was. You can do that when you make up words. You can decide on the spelling. I could make up a word right now. You know how you spell that? It's literally just letter X. That's how you spell that word. Doesn't make any logical sense, but that's my word. And I make the rules. That's the joy of making up words. You don't have to be logical. I like the sound of the word woofanana. I don't think it sounds particularly African or Japanese, but maybe I need to look into that. I don't mean learning a language. I just mean like maybe I could type the word woofanana into Google and see what comes up. I haven't actually researched it. Maybe it's a really horrendous word in Swahili or something and I was none the wiser. Here we go. W-O-O-F-A-N-A. Is that how you spell it? W-O-O-F-A-N-A-N-A. Yeah. Two lots of A-N. Into the search box. There we go. Ah, no results. I'm in the clear. I'm safe. I'm officially not a racist. Maybe there's a certificate I can get for that, do you reckon? Is there an awarding body of some kind that decides whether people are racist or not? And if you're not racist, you get a certificate, maybe a sticker to put on the window or a badge you can wear just to reassure people. I think that's a great idea. I think it would solve a hell of a lot of arguments. It would deter all of those people who say things like, I'm not a racist, but... You said but, no sticker for you. It needs to be, I'm not racist, full stop, period, end of sentence. And don't try to catch me up by saying, I'm not a racist, full stop, new sentence, however... It's the same thing. No sticker for you. I love everyone. I'm always saying that. I should be officially certified as a person who does not discriminate. I even love racists. But then, I suppose that might harm my application for certification. Maybe if there was an official body of some kind, there would have to be some kind of clause. Maybe on the questionnaire to have a box that had said, Do you like racism, yes or no? That's an easy one. I take no. Next question. Do you like racist people? Oh, that's a tricky one. I love racist people. I don't like their ideology, but I like them because I do not discriminate. So I would have to tick the yes box for that one. I think I'm going to have to change the subject, guys. As a matter of fact, I had a shout out request from Kat who said, Hey, Frank, I love the podcast and I think that you are a cool person. In particular, I really like it when you suddenly change the subject for no reason. Thanks, Kat. I think you're a cool person too. It may be controversial to say it, but let me say it anyway. Woofanana. Anyway, maybe you can get a certificate for being cool. And then we can sort out all this who's cool and who's not business once and for all. I suppose if there was an official awarding body, they'd have to award it for a finite amount of time. Like, you'd have to renew it every few months, like car tax. Sounds like an administrative nightmare, but at least then we'd know where we stood. Maybe a few selected people could get coolness certification for life, like someone who's definitely always going to be cool, like Margaret Atwood or Naomi Klein or Zadie Smith. Or I'm trying to think of a man who just a gender balanced this, you know what I mean? Can't think of one. I suppose the problem in determining who's cool and who's not is that coolness is a kind of a subjective thing, isn't it? It's an abstract concept. You could even argue coolness doesn't really exist. 
is a made-up thing. And everyone's walking around thinking they're cool, going, yeah, I'm really buying into this made-up thing that doesn't even mean anything when you start to analyse it. And all the people who aren't cool walking around going, oh, I'm not cool. I'm disappointed because I too have bought into this made-up thing that doesn't mean anything. If only I could have a coolness certificate, that would make all of my imaginary problems disappear. You know what, I actually am going to change the subject now. I was supposed to say this at the top of the show because I told them I would, but I forgot and I don't have time to go back because shortly I'm going to go and meet my girlfriend, man. Sorry, I'm delaying saying this even further. Let's do this. This podcast is sponsored by 453 Taxis in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. They're a great company. I've never personally used them myself, having never been to Newcastle, but I have a song here that expresses how great they are. They haven't asked me to do this, listeners. I'm doing this off my own back, because I believe in 453 Taxis. When I find myself in need of a taxi, casual call or emergency, 0845000453. And if I can't be bothered phoning, I can book online through my Blackberry, www.453.com. Really, this advert is only applicable to listeners who happen to be in the Newcastle area. They're not a nationwide company. Yet, eh guys? Yet. Get in touch, listeners, via the MySpace page. Let me know what songs I should play next. Gotta love MySpace, man. You know, it does feel like... Just feel like it's my space, you know what I mean? It's a good website. Check out the poems I've posted on there recently. I wrote some poems for my girlfriend. I'll stop mentioning her now. Let's have some music. Maybe broom handles onto something here, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not try just compulsively gambling every other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't washed my left hand for three years. I don't want to speculate on these matters. And I haven't washed my left hand for three years. For the record, I think you're a cool person too. And I haven't washed my left hand for three years. I think you've got the wrong end of a stick though, man. I think you've got the wrong end of a stick though, man. And I haven't washed my left hand for three years. And I haven't washed my left hand for three years. You know how you spell that? It's literally just letter X. It's literally just the letter X. Woo banana, whoop, bong. Woo banana, 
Woof banana. Woof banana. Banana. Wolf banana. Wolf banana. Wolf banana. Wolf banana. Wolf banana. And I haven't washed my left hand for three years. How's it going, listeners? For Nacho, Fichacho, 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 Wolf Banana. 
Actually, it's just occurred to me that I've spent the last 17 weeks trying to popularise the word woofanana, and still if you type it into Google it comes up with nothing. I thought there'd be loads of people blogging about it by now, writing articles entitled things like What is the meaning of the word woofanana? I thought I might have made it into Urban Dictionary or Wikipedia or something. No one else is using the word woofanana apart from me. Don't get me wrong, I think that's great. It's my word. Who needs popularity? No one. I'm sure I will be hugely successful one of these days once I've got my book deal. If anyone from Penguin Books happens to be listening to this, I have a book. And I think you're going to like it. That's all I'm saying. Get in touch via my MySpace page for more information. Likewise, if anyone from the film industry, anyone from Hollywood, California, if you happen to be listening, well, I have a book which you might like to purchase the film rights for because it is going to be huge, right? It might be a challenge to film because it's a series of stories and there's no plot. Um, well, some of it's a bit weird. and Perhaps you can call it unfilmable. But that's a challenge, right? I might put the film rights up for auction or something. Do you think if I put the film rights for my book on eBay or something, maybe some film executives might spot it and put a bid in? Start an online bidding war with the other film executives? They'd be like, yeah, we like this guy. He's thinking outside the box. He's putting his film rights for his book on eBay. The book hasn't even been published. I wonder what it's about. It could snowball from there, man. Shout out to Amadeus. Amadeus says, your podcast is terrible and I hate you. Thanks, Amadeus. The feeling is mutual. I wonder if that's one of the ones that I wrote, or if Amadeus is genuinely annoyed by Heapstreep. They do say you should be your own harshest critic, so maybe that's the angle I was taking with that one. What worries me is, if it was me that wrote it, I criticised the podcast by saying your podcast is terrible, that's fair enough, but then I made it personal. I said, and I hate you. And I don't actually hate myself, I love myself. I love everyone. I think we've established that, but maybe deep down... Oh, it's not worth analysing that one, I don't think. It'll all be okay. Shout out to my girlfriend, man, Heidi. I'm hoping that one day she will listen to this podcast. I keep sending her the links. She's really not interested. But she is interested in me, which is pretty cool, right? She actually tells me that she loves me yeah and no one's really done that before so i think that's where all of this i love everyone stuff has come from recently i didn't used to say things like that before i met heidi and now i do say things like that because i'm uh, loved up i've been bitten by the love bug i am loved i am love itself love is me take that tony blair they should put me in charge of the united kingdom take that George W. Bush, they should put me in charge of, of your country. You know what? I know she's not listening, but I'm going to read out one of these poems. Here we go. This is just called Heidi. Here we go. Heidi, you have made my day. You've turned my rainstorm into a dry day. Heidi, you've lit me up like a high vis. You made me say, what is this? This is love. We fit together like a hand in a glove. High D. You're tidy. That means you're attractive. Sometimes I think you might be radioactive. Not really. You're just appealing to me and my sensibilities. You're blessed with the ability to make me the best I can be. And you be the best of you too. High D. You're my cup of tea. 
You're my cup of coffee. You're my glass of dandelion and burdock. You're Murdoch to my Hannibal. That's a reference to the A-Team, a TV series I've never seen. Doctor Who was on at the same time on the BBC. I was more into Doctor Who. And now, I'm into you. Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's kind of taken my breath away, guys. Whew. Woof for Nana. I don't think I have much more to say, guys. Don't forget to keep on listening. Hook up with me on MySpace, but not in a way that would make my girlfriend jealous, yeah? And of course, don't forget, if you do happen to live in the Newcastle-upon-Tyne area, not in any of the other Newcastles that may or may not be scattered throughout the world, Newcastle-upon-Tyne in England, in the United Kingdom. And when the broken-hearted people dial 0844453, there will be an answer for five free and if they can't be bothered to listen to hold music there's still a chance that they will see www.4553.com four five three four five three four five three four five three www.453.com
Right, this is Frank Burton from the present, that's 2021 if you're listening in the future, signing off. Heapstream didn't have a proper ending, it just ended with the last tune, which was a good tune, wasn't it? I've completely forgotten that one. I have no memory whatsoever of recording episode 17 of Heapstream, so that was strange listening to that. I think we can all agree that, well, let's never mention this again to anyone. I don't want this particular episode going viral. Any other episode, fine, but not this one. I will see you all for business as usual next time. Jesus H. Christ, that poem. <laughs> that poem.